Hello, everybody who is listening, and thank you for joining another episode of The Plumped Serpent, the podcast about nature connection and self-empowerment with your host, Isabel Bloom, and my guest today, Ruth Davy. Hello, Ruth, and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Isabel. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today. It's a real yeah. honor. Thank you that you found your time. I think in your quite busy schedule, as far as I see what you're posting on LinkedIn. Yeah, it's all gone a bit crazy recently. Um, but actually, in amongst all, all that craziness, I'm 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 actually really trying to practice more what I preach and you know take take pauses, take breaks, and, and actually spend more time in nature. So um and I have been able to do that the last few weeks. So I, I actually feel fine, even though it's busy. <laughs> Wonderful. So recharged again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was very close to burnout a couple of months ago. And I knew it because I've been there before. Um, and I thought, I need, I so need to look after myself. Um, and, you know, I knew the signs. And I got to a point where I thought, I just actually need to make some decisions and say no to a few things postpone things and then come back to them later so I've done that and as a result I'm feeling so much better um I've got much clearer head again and I'm actually being able to to do things in a much more congruent way because you know obviously it's a large part of what I of what my work is around um and so yeah it's it's coming back to to my authenticity I guess my congruence and integrity around around the um how I, how I live my life, yeah. Yeah, you mentioned here some points and uh, I'd, I'd like that you um, introduce yourself to our audience because that, that's a crucial aspect of what you do, what you, what you experienced also in your past that you mentioned, for example, the, the near burnout or the, the, the feeling of exhaustion. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, so yeah, I, I'm well, I, I always find it difficult <laughs> to kind of express short in a short way who, who I am or you know what about my my life and etc. And um basically I'm I am a photographer, so I'm a photographer, but I, I'm also a um a facilitator and a trainer and um and also a project manager. Um and I've, I've kind of been involved in lots of different things. My background is actually community development. So I've spent 30 years working in community development of one sort or another. Um, and that's both local to where I've lived, but also I've, I've worked with NGOs abroad, um, mostly in, well, actually only in, in Africa, various um, parts of Africa. Um, and, um, and then more recently in the UK. But I, I moved to where I am now um 15 years ago with my son I was in Bristol in the UK before that and I'm now in Stroud which is a very small lovely beautiful little country town in about two hours west of, of um London um and to cut a long story short when when I got here I decided to to really develop my love of photography and so I I um, I did the artist way um, you might have heard of the Artist's Way book, 
and there was a facilitated course of that and at the end of that course I just reinvented myself and called myself a photographer and and I've been a photographer ever since but for quite a long time I I really struggled with imposter syndrome I thought you know who am I to call myself a photographer anyway the um the, the short version is that I, I started working to commission, had exhibitions, that kind of thing. But the idea was always to bring my love of photography together with the community development side of things and to use photography to enable people to, to have, have a voice, to see their world and their life differently. Um, and um, I, But I've had my own experiences around... Um, mental health challenges, um, part l- largely through life circumstances at the time, um, but also I do have a habit of working really hard, and at times um, I don't know when to stop, and then my body forces me to stop. And five, no, sorry, now six years ago, I had what at the time I called a breakdown, where. Um, I could just about get out of bed, get my son to school, make sure he had food in his belly. And that was about it for a few months. Um, and it was really scary. Um, I, I needed a lot of support from various places. But as part of my recovery process, I started to, um, well, I, I asked myself, what do I love? What do I really love in my life? And I thought, I love photography. I love walking in nature. And I'd, and I'd also got into mindfulness. And I slowly started to bring those three things together as a way of helping myself. And I literally, initially, it was just walking in the garden because that's all I could manage. And then walking around the streets and then going up into the woods and the common here where I live. And there's also a canal and a, a river. So yeah, I'm very blessed to live in this lovely place. And it started to really work for me. And um, to cut another long, long story short, I've developed over the years um, a methodology in using what I've, well, what I call mindful photography now. But it, I mean, it's it's kind of more than mindful photography. There's a lot more to it. Um, and um, and I've, I've been now delivering courses and projects and all kinds of things to people within a community setting but also within a more corporate work workplace type setting. Um, yeah, and lots of other things as well. <laughs> so that, that's a kind of summary, I guess. But I mean, nature has played a massive, massive part of that and actually still does, you know, literally every day. It's still part of how I stay well. Yeah. And your methodology is also evidence-based for all those who are kind of critical (laughs) or just uh, believe in in scientific research and uh, scientific numbers and studies. I guess, I'm not sure again, which university did the... It was the University of Gloucestershire, right right close to where I live. Yes. Yeah, with Professor um, Rachel Sumner, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so it's, it's been amazing. proven, stamped, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It, you know, we've we've basically been working together for the last four or so years, um, and 
the, the work that they've been focusing on is, is um, evaluating a couple of quite long-term projects that we've done in a, in a community setting. Um, and I mean, there's lots of things that have come out of it, but the essence of it is that the methodology um, that we've developed does improve well-being, mental health and well-being, and in particular reduces anxiety and depression um, and really helps to also um, improve so social connection. And, and, and actually one of their findings is that nature connection is a big part of that. So it's not just the, the photography and the mindfulness, it's the fact that we bring nature into that as well. That, that's, that's a really important part of it. Yeah. Yes, nature so I'm very, is. A, I'm very grateful to them. <laughs> yes, that's wonderful. Yes, it's quite a unique, um, unique way of bringing people again closer to nature, because a, a, a lot of people have the idea that it has to be kind of complicated, or they have to travel far away to beautiful landscapes, special landscapes, but they always forget that nature is anyway in you <laughs> in the first place. You are, yeah, yeah. you are nature, and then there, there is also nature at your doorstep not not maybe not in this very exotic way but it is there yeah absolutely and yes i mean to you know to me that that's absolutely key you know for myself personally but also for the people that i work with um and that's always been right at the heart of of everything that that i do um and i i say You know, we're, we're actually a we now because it's not just for me. It's we've got a small team that I'm working with and other people are getting trained up as well in, in the methodology. Um, but, you know, it's the, the whole the whole point of, of um, well, the starting point for me is is that I want to keep things really simple, accessible. Um, and it's not about the tech. You know, it's not actually about creating amazing photographs you know yeah people might create interesting beautiful whatever photographs but it's the process that's more important um and, and it's everything else that goes with it you know so there's I mean I, I very rarely actually talk about anything technical to do with photography and if I do it's normally because an individual has has specifically asked me a question that that I respond to and I may or may not know the answer you know? <laughs> um, but but a lot of a lot of the work is actually trying to um, it is actually about letting go you know it brings in the whole kind of mindfulness the the, the um, one of the foundations of, of of mindfulness which is about letting go um, letting go of all the all the rules of photography which you know which comes with a lot of the tech but Because most most people now use um, use a smartphone for for the work, it's by you know by its very nature it, it becomes something different than than all the complications of using DSLRs and lenses and all the rest of it. But um, well, I mean, one thing that that you, you might it was well you might find interesting. I find it quite funny. Um, I was I was doing um, a workshop. This was uh, probably three years ago now. Yeah, about three years ago for um, the Wild Fowl and Wetlands Trust. 
So it's um it's but you know what mm-hmm. is it there's a there's an HQ place here um close to where I live at Slimbridge, mm-hmm. and basically we were running um a, a, a couple of or a few workshops there for visitors, and because it's a bird place, you know I was making these assumptions that um, lots of people would turn up with their massive you know their big cameras and massive lenses and all of that and actually they they did um and I'll never forget there was one woman who came who was this really quite petite quite short woman quite young and she had the biggest zoom lens I've ever seen <laughs> she, the zoom lens was nearly as big as her but within half an hour she'd um she'd put all of that kit away and started to use her smartphone because she realized that what we were doing was really looking and seeing, you know, and it was the whole point is that we're slowing down. We're really slowing down and we're looking, we're looking again and then we're seeing before we even get the camera out. Yeah. And then we, and then we go through a process where, um, where we create, the, the images but having having been through ha- having become a lot more present in the moment before we actually do that um, so it's a, you know we bring a certain amount of consciousness and awareness to the process so obviously photography by its very nature is about a moment in time but it's the consciousness that we're bringing to it and then all the other things that we do as part of the methodology don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yes, it makes total sense. Um, and it's interesting because you kind of go back to the to the roots of photography. It was about um, observing and and um, also catching the moment. And and nowadays with with all these highly digital cameras you can make thousands hundreds thousands of pictures and just choose the right one uh, yeah. you, th- you think it's the most beautiful one but um you, you have a kind of certain expectations what w- what you yeah. want to present and yeah. the the way you um the way you uh, present the photography, it's really immersing in the scenery and, and also immersing mm. in oneself. What am I feeling when I'm looking at mm. this? What is happening right now? That is also yeah. what you said about the process of, of uh, what do I perceive? How do I feel? What, what, what do I, yeah, what, what do yeah. I like to show or whatever? So it's really about... yeah. awareness in in a very deep sense it is and and i mean you know when when we when we when we run our courses um and things you know we start off with really basic um activities which which is all about learning to see but as as we go forward with it it does become a lot deeper um you know we have to be really careful however because you know i'm not a therapist you know and I'm, I'm not a trained therapist or a counselor um you know I'm a facilitator you know and that's that's what I'm offering I'm just and I have to make sure that um either an individual or the group as a whole is, I feel safe that they feel supported and you know any kind of creativity um can 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 become a trigger for for stuff that's really going you know that's going on deep so 
it's this is where the, the facilitation is really, really important. Um, but what I, you know, but I, the way that I use this myself, um, and, I, and I still do this after all these years, is like say right, right here, right now, um, you know, I might be feeling anxious, for example. I mean, I don't, by the way, I feel absolutely <laughs> fine. If I, if I did, I'm glad <laughs> you say that. I feel really comfortable. It's really nice having a nice, easy chat. <laughs> but um, if I were feeling anxious, what I would do is to become aware of that, first of all. And that comes with, you know, years of, of practicing mindfulness is that, you know, you can just be, you just know so much more quickly that that's how that's what's going on. I can take a breath or two or whatever feels right. And then it's literally about using my eyes to take notice of literally what is in front of me right now. So in this situation, I mean, yes, I'm looking at, at you at the moment on a Zoom screen, but I'm, you know, apart from that, I would, if I wasn't doing that, I would look down at the floor, for example. Mm-hmm. And and, I, and I, I am in my kitchen and I've looked at my floor lots of times over the years. And every time I look at my floor, it looks different. You know, I see something different because, but it might be a bit dirty, and the you know the mud that I've brought in from the garden might might be a bit different than the mud I brought in the last time, or you know, but more often than not, the light is different. You know, the light that's coming in from the window makes it different, or something else is different. You know, or my cat might be lying on the floor, or something like that, and it's that awareness of 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 seeing things and actually just the noticing that it's different and the curiosity that I bring to that I remember that oh last time it was different and and it's it's a constant reminder even in a really basic way like that that things don't stay the same things are always changing so right now you know I might be anxious by doing that I remember oh okay that's interesting I become more aware and I might just appreciate the light or the color or something but I might also think hmm, you know last week I did that I was feeling quite differently and then it passed things pass yeah um I mean that's a kind of basic example um I mean, another one that comes to mind that I think you you, you might be interested in particularly, um, you know, because of the, the what, what we're discussing in terms of the nature side of things, um, is a lot of the work is, is around using our eyes and the lens of a camera to, to offer ourselves more compassion. So it's to connect with ourselves in a more compassionate way, as well as to connect with others um, and connect with the wider world, including nature, you know, our environment, but also the wider world in terms of, you know, our work and, and everything else that we might do. Um, and one of the exercises I really like doing with people is to encourage people to look at their hands as if they've never seen their hands before. Um, so it's, it's bringing in the beginner's mind and curiosity and we look at our hands and when I do this in fact I mean and this is literally what happened a few months ago I was looking at my hands and and actually feeling a lot of shame because at the age at the age of about 10 or 11 I started biting my nails and I still bite my nails and 
you know, and I and I look and in some ways I quite like my hands, but I don't like the fact that when I look at them, I see that, oh, you know, I'm a middle-aged woman and I still bite my nails. <laughs> and, and I can go into shame, I can go into judgment and self-criticism. Um, I also look at them and see how old I'm getting, you know, how they how wrinkly my skin is and all that kind of thing. Um, but then I remember what it is I'm actually doing with my clients. And I'm like, no, you can you notice that you know, you're noticing, but don't judge the judging. So become compassionate. Yes, you are making judgments, but don't judge that. And then bring in the compassion and the, and the self-love. And then, you know, we can literally we go through an exercise where we actually give ourselves a little massage. But then we but then we but then we create images. And then what happened that week? I went for a walk in my favourite woods near where I live and I was touching a tree. The, I was touching the bark of a tree. It's quite quite a big trunk. And I was I was looking at my hand against the bark and I was just like, whoa, hang on a minute. And I realised that, again, I was looking at the wrinkles in my in my skin and then looking at the tree and thinking, oh, my God, <laughs> my hand looks exactly the same as the bark on the tree. Yes. you know and then I looked around me and there were there were leaves and there were all the you know the, the lines and the leaves and then the lines and the roots wherever I looked I saw things that looked exactly like my hands and it was that real sense of actually this aging with this aging comes an amazing you know it's, it's it turned into a celebration of all the things I've learned all the experiences I've had um, and hopefully some of the wisdom that I've gained along the way, you know, and I was able to reframe the whole thing and actually love myself as a result. So that, you know, that's just an example already of how by opening our eyes and looking again, we can literally see things differently. Yeah. Yes, you describe it really beautifully, the, the, the process of, of what is going on actually with these kind of, yes, simple ways of... of uh, yeah, approaching very deep uh, themes or very deep mm. topics. That's really amazing. And you can do it all by yourself. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've, it, it's a long process that, I mean, now, now I'm in a position, I guess, where, you know, I've been working through a lot of this stuff for years now and um, it's become more and more meaningful to me personally as I go. And that's, and as a result, I'm able to talk about it more easily. I'm able to uh, and, and share it with others. And so, you know, when when I run um, courses or, or now train other people in it, um, I'm able to, you know, it's, it's mostly speaking from lived experience, but I'm also able to bring in examples of how how it's worked in different kind of group situations um, whether it's community or workplace or, or whatever it might be you know um, so yeah it's really important to bring in examples from other people as well um, yeah I mean there's 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 one woman that's coming to mind right now who I won't mention her name although she has given me permission to do so <laughs> um, <laughs> but she's she's um she, she's an amazing, an amazing woman who has um, who has struggled on and off. Well, for quite, she, she struggles with PTSD, 
Um, she came on one of my courses as, a, as an individual and we've developed a really, really lovely um, relationship over, over the last, over a year now, actually. Um, and um, she, she offered something in, in one of the, because um, when we do the courses, I, I invite people to send in images for the beginning of the next session and then we have a slideshow and then people speak about their work and we're able to all, all inspire and share you know mm-hmm. inspire each other and, and share ideas etc and I'll never forget this and I speak about it quite a lot at the moment because it feels feels really relevant to how a lot of people are feeling and have are experiencing not you know not just well yeah in relation to the last year and a half of you know the pandemic But as we come out of that, but obviously in different parts of the world, they're still right in there. And for her, um, she'd done a a little collage of four photographs um, that she presented to the group. So it was um, a square of four images. And in the bottom left-hand square, there was an image that basically represented the the anxiety that that she'd been feeling. and then the other three images that surrounded that were, were of things that were actually okay in her life. And a lot of that actually related to nature <laughs> um, and walks and, you know, flowers in her garden and, you know, things that, things that were very close to her. And then what she did was like the next step, which was actually the, the next week, she'd realised that she'd totally reframed the whole thing by creating four other, sorry, three other collages of four images. So we ended up with 16 images and there was only one image in the bottom left-hand corner that was, that actually was about the work, uh, how, you know, the the PTSD side of her. All the rest of, of what was going on was actually really quite positive. There was lots of people connection. There was nature connection. There was a whole load of stuff going on there. And it just made her realise that she, you know, when she goes through that, she's focusing on that really difficult stuff. But there's all this other stuff to celebrate. Mm. So um, I remember that myself, you know, that was really helpful to me. Um, And a great example, I think, of how powerful this work can be. Yeah. Yeah, that's really a very, yeah, you said a very powerful example of, how people also um, see themselves and, and, and what value they give to certain feelings, emotion, states or experiences. And yeah, yeah mostly the, 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 balance, the balance is not really there. We, yeah, a lot of people focused only to the negative mm. or dramatic, dramatic sides of, of the yeah of our and existence that's, and that's how we're built you know that's how yeah. we're built as human beings and you know yes. it's that negative bias stuff but yeah um you know i i think this is i mean we a lot of a lot of what we do is is it really is about bringing in the the kind of attitudinal foundations of mindfulness like gratitude like letting go like um curiosity uh like um non-judging um and and also the um i'm just looking at a list that i've got on my fridge <laughs> non striving <laughs> you know and and also generosity and and 
uh, and I've already mentioned the, the compassion, which is highly, you know, I mean, that's just so, so, so important. But another one is trust. And, and I, I use this increasingly, actually. Um, and it kind of relates to, to, to work that, you know, that we're already doing with Look Again. But, but it, it feels like it's becoming more and more important as we go into this, you know, increasingly uncertain and terrifying future, you know. So, I mean, I, if it's okay to share a bit more about this. Sure. Um, so about, um, when was it? About three, yeah, three years ago, just over three years ago, um, I, I was get I was made aware by well, an article that I read about the absolute emergency that we're in in terms of the climate, you know, the climate situation and um, the climate emergency. Now, I've, I've been involved in climate change campaigning and stuff for 20 years. You know, it wasn't like I was used. It wasn't like I was new to it. But this kind of absolute the emergency crisis side of things um, just really hit me in the face at, at one point. Um, and, and I was, I went into trauma about it and I didn't know what to do with myself. And I was actually feeling so anxious that I started to go down and I, and I could, I could feel the signs, you know, and I, but I just really didn't know what to do. And I, so I dug into my toolbox and I thought, no, this you know, yeah, there's, I, I can go for walks in nature. I can do all this stuff that I do anyway. But there was, it, this just felt something like on another scale somehow, you know. Um, and I thought, okay, so I need, I need to see how I can develop something that's, um, that's going to help me in terms of the resilience that I need to build. And so to cut an, uh, another long story short, started to, to think about how we can use our eyes and, and photography and nature. <laughs> it's not about using nature, working with nature, you know, collaborating with nature um, to build the resilience that we need, that we need in order to, to deal with all this uncertainty. Little did I know that a pandemic was around the corner, you know? So, and then when the pandemic hit, it was like, okay, so some of this stuff that I was in the process of working on in relation to dealing with like eco-anxiety related um, stuff, I thought, wow, this is actually really relevant to the pandemic as well. So we've got this kind of framework that we call the seven C's plus, which, which actually relates to building resilience through, through photography, mindful photography. But even that's not, it's not really enough now, I'm realizing. Um, and, and so coming back to the, to the trust, um, I, I now often go into nature and, and actually I, sometimes I go down paths or go to places that I'm very, very familiar with. And other times I feel in my body that I need to try, that I need to go somewhere different. So I'll find a path that I've never been down before or I'll, or I'll get in the car or go somewhere totally new and just trust and that I will, that nature will speak to me in some way that will really help me at, at that moment deal with whatever it is that I, that is going on for me. Um, 
and it seems to work it does <laughs> it's it really works you know it's magic and but if we walk around with our um with our eyes closed we miss so much you know so I don't know I, I could sh I could share something that happened just just um very recently if that would be of interest um so I I, yeah. I walked um I, I I walked down a path that that I had been down a few times and then I saw another kind of little path that I'd never been down before so I, I was curious and I thought okay I'm going to go down that path um, I, I didn't have my my big camera with me. I, I intentionally just went with my smartphone, and I didn't even know if I was going to create images. You know, this was me just trusting that something was going to happen because I was actually feeling really anxious that day. Um, and I I walked over. I came to this little stile in the to get over a hedge, and there was this barbed wire very close to it and I had to be quite careful not to get stuck on the barbed wire but I was noticing that and I thought okay that barbed wire yeah that speaks to me of how I'm feeling right now I'm feeling trapped yeah and then I start walking over the stile and and then I realized that on this on this barbed wire there's two ladybirds two red ladybirds and it's like wow I haven't seen ladybirds for so long you know they used to be everywhere and now it's hard to find them and so I took another look and they were so beautiful. And so I, I took a photograph of them. And it was really, that was about really appreciating the beauty of nature right there in front of me. But had I just walked quickly, I would never, ever have seen that. And then I get over and it was that thing of literally the movement of crossing over from one side to the next was, was almost like it, for me, it was symbolizing, um, you know, a bridge. A bridge from A to B, going from one 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 little thought, or in my case, experiencing something, feeling a certain way, crossing over, and by doing that, feeling something quite different, and then going up um, to the to the next to the edge of the field, and then there was another style, and and then I got, you know, I, I didn't really know where I was going to be honest, I was just following my nose, um, and then I came to this bit where. Um, there was there was a house on the edge of a wood and there was this very very old van that was you know it was it had been there for a long long time but what you couldn't drive it it'd been there for years and years it was all rusty it was it, you know it was actually it was an old Citroen van it was beautiful mm -hmm. um, and um, it was it was full of, of junk and rubbish and the the glass was you know the windows were broken um it was it, but it was full of amazing color and texture and shapes and the way the light was falling on it and I just went there and, and I just I was there for about half an hour just being with it and, and really feeling that it was there was something more to it for me and um, I was very tempted to move on really quickly. And actually I did start walking away because I thought, oh, I'm, what am I doing here? This is crazy. But then <laughs> I went back and I, and, I, and I sat there and I created lots of images and it spoke to me. I was looking at all the mess inside and I was thinking, okay, that's, that reminds me of actually there's things in my life right now that I want to clear out. You know, not just physical things, but mental and emotional things as well. 
um, you know, various connections with 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 people. But a big thing for me was connection with stuff, stuff in my house, mm-hmm. and just wanting to like just get rid of it and you know get back to that real basic simplicity, which is what I crave and I always have done. And you know, I do live a pretty simple life, but it it sometimes it gets too complicated. Um, and so that 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 for me was really really important. But the other thing that I that I that I noticed was these beautiful beautiful. Um, I actually don't know what the plant was, um, but a really beautiful plant that was growing out of this old old knackered fan. Mm-hmm. And the leaves yeah, it, the leaves were beautiful. The color was beautiful. It was making amazing shapes. It was like a vine of some sort, like an, an, an <laughs> ivy type thing. And it was going up into the sky, into the light, you know, and and I just thought, wow, this amazingly beautiful thing is growing out of, of this old knackered van. And it just really spoke to me of the importance of stopping, of pausing, of allowing ourselves to actually just be rather than keep, keep walking, keep doing, 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 you know. And that actually, if you do that, if you rest and if you pause, and you have time to reflect, then something really beautiful can come out of that. And something that you're not expecting, something new, something very different. Um, And yeah, and and actually that was, that was about a month ago. And as a result of me pausing quite a lot over the last month, some really, really interesting things are happening now. And so I, you know, I have that van to thank and that, that walk, you know, the ladybirds, the barbed wire, all of that is part of the process um, and the creating of the images I mean I do it because I love it is in itself as a creative process but one of the things that the photographs then do or offer me is something to reflect back on you know I can go back and revisit them and just by looking at them I remember everything that I felt you know and, and also the other senses you know what I smelt you know, I had some lunch with me that day. You know, I can remember what I had for, for my lunch. You know, oat cakes, cheese and tomato. That's what it was and water. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And also the what the sounds I heard. So it wasn't just about the visual experience. It was through all of the senses. Yeah. I feel like I'm talking too much. <laughs> no, that's wonderful. <laughs> I'm also just a facilitator here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's 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 really wonderful and and um your story shows so much that we are guided all the time but we just we forgot that we mm. we, we just yeah we th- we think we can do or we need to do all by ourselves but what we can do is actually observe and then um, perceive and then reflect and then implement. Yeah. Absolutely. And your story also wonderfully shows that there is always a mirror. Nature or just our surroundings always mirrors what is what is inside of us what is happening what are the topics what are the themes 
what what is going on and as you said when we when we stop when we slow down really this slowing mm. down is really crucial mm. absolutely we, we are we are getting aware of 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 that of this mirroring of these reflections of this talk always there is mm. constant communication going on <laughs> constantly yeah but yeah. um yeah I think uh, one one of your participants in one of your courses um, mentioned that uh, through your methodology, he he could slow down the chatter in his mind or this constant mm. chatter, this constant yeah. Blah, 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 what, what, what do I need to do? What do I need to go? Yeah. Whatever, and it's always this. It's also this aspect that this. Mm just a, a topic in our society this constant noise Absolutely. that is going on and, in, in and I think you know that's that's something that mindfulness brings you know gen generally you know that's you know that is what mindfulness is about and I think the thing about that bringing in the photography aspect of it um is that for, for a lot of people mindfulness you know as in you know what we often imagine mindfulness to be which which is often, you know, sit, sitting on the floor in a chair and, you know, meditating, which, you know, which it is. And I, I mean, I do a lot of that as well. Um, but for some people that it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel accessible to them. It's not necessarily something that they want to do. Um, you know, it might be a bit scary even to close their eyes. You know, a lot of people that I work with, that it's not, it, it's not a natural for them to, act, you know, they're not in... It's not something that they necessarily feel very um, that they feel drawn to, but bringing in the photography aspect of it, it comes back to that thing of making it um, it's creative and it and it's accessible. And then what we find is that very quickly, people through the process that we use, people then do feel comfortable sitting in silence, sitting quietly, um, sitting in stillness, and and closing our eyes as well or just lowering our gaze you know doing whatever feels right for them and and, the, and the, you know one of the key things here is that you know we we're very we're very um clear that there's no right or wrong way of of doing what we're doing you know we're there to facilitate a process and encourage people or give ideas inspire and but it's very much a two-way thing and, it, and it's nearly always group work and the, it's really important that that the group inspiring mm. inspire each other and um you know so we we often start off um with with moments of of um of stillness and silence it, it depends on the situation you know we might it might not be literally the first thing we do because we're introducing things as well and then we always we always end a session with time for reflection um and so that people can actually really feel into not, not just think but feel into what they've what they've learned um from from the experience of of the of the session um but also really importantly what action they want to take going forward you know how they can use what they've learned to care for themselves but also to care for others and the wider world you know so it, our approach is very much about not just it is about being, but it's more than just being. Yeah. 
it's it's actually okay in all we 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 be in order to then do but do differently you know do do in a in a hopefully a way that's gonna um yeah that's gonna be about care and compassion and kindness um in in whatever context people are, are, are then going out into you know um and that's I mean, it, if I can just mention one of the, you know, we've, we've got our own, there's the methodology and within that there's, there's an actual facilitation framework that we've, that we've developed. And one of them is, it, it, it's, um, I'm really into using um, letters. I, just, I, I actually find words quite difficult myself. I'm such a visual person and a kinesthetic person. You know, I learn visually and kinesthetically. I'm not very good on the auditory stuff. Um, so for me to see words all beginning with the same letter really helps me. <laughs> so, um, so what you know, one is it's it's really about really acknowledging <coughs> first of all our human, you know, that we are human. You know, we are human. We um, we are all individuals. We are all human beings, and with that comes part of being human is experiencing the ups and downs of life. And we all experience that, obviously, in very different ways. Um, but we're also using our, our heads. You know, we're in our heads a lot of the time. And some people actually are in their heads most of the time. And what our work is about is about encouraging people, some of, some of that, you know, the thought and everything that goes with some of this work, but actually getting into our hearts, um, our, ha our hearts, but also using our hands, you know, it brings in the creativity. And when it comes to the nature, you know, we really encourage a lot of touch as well. Um, and, and then the higher self as well. So whatever that might mean to, to someone, you know, some people for some people that might be God. It might be, you know, universal, um, the universal other or energy or themselves, you know, their, their, inner, their inner self, all of those things, the light, you know. Um, but then also really importantly, acknowledging our human that humanity that we as individual humans are part of the wider picture of humanity and that as a result and and and, and because of that actually you know it's, it's it's really important to ask for help yeah so we ask for help to others and it, and it becomes a two-way thing um and and i and the idea is that by using all of those things those ideas and developing that through the work that we do that people actually find more hope in terms of looking to the future um, which is I think something that that we all need right now and it's actually really hard to um you know to have hope a lot of the time um and I'm sure you're familiar with Joanna Joanna Macy's work um yes which I which I really love, and the the work that reconnects that is that is massively important I I believe and the idea of active hope so, you know, in we can hope, but with you know, by doing by being active and so in the, in the in the situation of um, what we're doing with look again it's using everything that 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 we learn and you know the experiences it's like okay so and and what what next what what action can i take you know but without 
the being still, without the stillness, without the, the being and the looking and the seeing, we it's before we need to do that in order to then go out and do. Yeah. Yes, we, we first need to root in ourselves. That, that's, that's a massive yeah. topic. Really trust in yourself, tr trust in what you have inside of you, because that, that's the most skilled guide if you let it to be. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, um, yeah, you know, ho hope is a very difficult word because it, it has a kind of vibrancy. Mm, I'm not really, yeah, I, I, it's not, it's not really working for me, but, but it's working mm. for a lot of people, mm. but tr trust, really trust, trust in just in the unknown, you don't know. I mean, we don't no. know what is happening in the next moment. So there's always this uncertainty, but what, what yeah. we can do when we really root in ourselves, we can we can then act from within and not react from, from yeah. a kind of scarcity or anxiety or yeah. uh, whatever idea we have in our heads. And um, mm. yes, it's really, it's really about getting whole also whole, whole again, whole, holistic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I really love the word wholehearted. Yes. You know, because it, and it's that thing of it brings in our, you know, everything, I mean, all aspects of us, you know, so, you know, I can define myself as being this, that or the other, but actually, you know, I, I see everyone as being a rich tapestry of, of lots of different things, you know, and we all are, we, we, we are a tapestry of, of, of so many things, the inner and the outer. Um, you know, and our own individual identities. Um, obviously, that's a massive subject in itself. But, um, but you know, we bring our own intuition, our own instincts, uh, our imagination. You know, all of those things. And imagination, I think, is something that. Well, it's, it's another massive subject which I'm actually in the process of doing some some work on in terms of how we can use our imagination, visualization and photography to, to actually um, kind of revision the future that, that we want to see and actually create the new story, you know, whether on an individual basis or, or on community or workplace or whatever it might be. So that's, that's a whole other area of work that actually comes, it relates to the resilience stuff as well. And that's, but after the resilience comes that, it's like, okay, so what is the story? That we want to see what does it look like and how and what can we do in order to get from where we are now to to, to where we want to be and um, we go through a process whereby we can create images that that use and and, and often um you know we can work with nature a lot for this because nature is just tells us so much you know it, it just gives us it, it offers us so much all the time you know metaphorically yeah. or for real you know uh, about what what is what does that future look like and we create our own images and then we can refer back to them and think oh yeah okay so I really want more connection as part of my future okay what does that connection what does that look like and I can refer to the images that I've taken and um 
and and then I'll, I'll know the process that I went through and then I can I can again go into action um a, a word that's coming up a lot for me and what it has done for a long time in fact it's one of our key kind of um values is the word courage um you know what does courage look like you know we can think in our mind's eye okay what images or words come to mind and then it's like okay what does that actually look like <laughs> and go for a walk in you know in the garden you know and you people don't have to go far to find this stuff <laughs> yes. you know it's, it's in the backyard or it might be in the street mm. you know or the park down the road um and if, if if people go out with that word in mind with you know trusting that that they're that they'll find something that they'll see something that speaks to them of courage they create they can create images of that and then print them out and refer back to it and think okay i need courage right now that's what courage looks like and then interpret it into what actually they really need and the action they want to take as a result. Yes, it's yeah. an empowering self-training. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. And again, it's very accessible. I mean, yes. obviously, you know, there's a whole process we go through, but yeah. I mean, that that's it in essence, you know, yes. in, in its simplest of forms. And anyone can do it. Yes. Yeah, a lot of people have forgotten that they are they are very powerful we are such we are such amazing beings gosh what we can what we could do i mean we we make ourselves so small it's for me it's so sad you know it, it this makes me really sad and sometimes also really angry <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah exactly. gosh people wow just yeah remember yeah. remember what you truly are you are you are the cosmos in 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 a small scale that that's really that's so huge but yeah we yeah. We, we need to remember that really we need to remember Absolutely. that <laughs> we there's, need to actually, step up step up as as, as truly amazing beings there's a book i read um three years ago it was the first edition it's now been second edition has come out written by polly higgins who you're probably familiar yes, with yes um, yeah, yeah. So from the Stop Eco side um, work that so Polly sadly passed away a couple of years ago and she was a friend of mine. She we um, we worked together. Well, I, I, I was her photographer here in locally, mm. um, obviously not not when she traveled the world. But so for people who don't know, she was um, an international uh, lawyer fighting or she wouldn't use the word fighting <laughs> basically trying to make ecocide the fifth crime against humanity um so that ecocide is something that can that becomes criminalized and that people can actually um be be punished for for actually destroying the the planet because <laughs> at the moment people can get away with it um and as a lot of people are probably aware the stop ecocide movement has is is really really um grown in recent in recent with the last year or so in particular um, and actually Polly's legacy really lives on um, but the reason I'm bringing this into it is that the book that she wrote um, Dare to be Great is all about um, stepping up and stepping out and, and us daring to be great and to not have a to not to not have a to, to not feel any shame around actually 
wanting to be great you know it's, it's like we've all got jobs to do here you know we, we're all we the world needs us we all have gifts we all have talents we all have interests and inspiration and ideas that actually if if they're offered up can make massive massive difference but if we stay small then actually we're not doing ourselves let alone anyone else any favors and i'd seriously recommend the the book it's um it is in its second edition and i mean i i read it and it changed my life this this was probably four years ago now actually yeah about four years ago just when it came out um so people might want to have a look at that <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah it's a very it's a very powerful powerful book um and people also simply can be very fully present that's also already very powerful yeah. a lot of people are intimidated when they heard stories for example like like polis who who is a really yeah. very powerful being and who who did really very much but yeah a lot of people feel intimidated oh i don't do anything and actually there are people who don't need to do anything but they just need to be it's just it's really about yeah. presence and and people always forget that that this is the really this is the starting point being present Absolutely. being fully present and then you already do something you you exactly. massive you massively impact yourself and your surrounding and uh yeah maybe people heard of that that a butterfly can can change or influence the climate or the the, the weather by the flapping of its wings that that's a Taoist saying um that's beautiful and you can do that too just yeah, yeah by, by being by being fully you whatever that is and you don't Absolutely. need to do big things <laughs> because that's for some people that's the a little bit intimidating when they yeah when they hear these powerful stories of of people like like uh, polly or or other I beings that's absolutely right and and i used to i used to feel like that as well you know when i when i'd sort of just be with her sometimes yeah. um i used to feel very intimidated um and you know almost you know put her on a pedestal or something but yes and 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 it's that thing of actually I mean, you're absolutely right. And, and I think there's there's also a time when, you know, for, for some people, you know, we're all very different, aren't we? And for some people, it depends on personalities, it depends on background, it depends on so, so, so many things. But if we are present, if we do become more um, sort of aware and present yes. of, of who we are, that that is really, really, really powerful and has all these ripple effects. Yeah. And at times, you know, at times there's, you know, for, for all of us, there's times when actually we have to be, we have to kind of, it, it's like nature, isn't it? You know, it's like going into the winter, you know, and that thing of slowing right down and hibernating in the winter. And, you know, it comes back to the idea of the pause, you know, and there's times in, for, for me in the last few, few years, and this is something that the, my breakdown taught me, was that there are times when I have to really, really, really retreat. Um, yes and, and other times where I feel the energy to to kind of come out again and, and and maybe do something new but if I do that without the presence then I can be all over the place yes. it's not focused it's not you know and actually and then and, and then what am I doing and that's not 
congruent. That's not, I'm not in my integrity, mm. you know? Um, yeah. Learn to know yourself very deeply. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, yes. Mm. That's yeah. that's really and the. We essence. all have. That's that's the essence for me. It's you. You can talk about purpose and whatever, but simply by by knowing yourself. Mm. That's so. That's knowing yourself and and constantly work work on yourself. Yeah, get get rid of things. <laughs> Yeah, transform yourself whatever yeah yeah that's yeah. really that, that's that's for me that's that's one crucial aspect of yeah of our existence here on earth <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so um where where can people reach you where can people get in touch with you if they'd like to work with you um, well, the, the website is probably the best place to, mm -hmm. to go to initially. It's um, look-again.org. Um, so, yeah, look-again.org. And, I mean, we what we're, what we're basically offering at the moment is um, we, we do regular four-week courses on Zoom. Um, we have people from around the world who, who come and they're kind of introductory courses for individuals, but also for practitioners um, or people who work in, in you know, in small organizations, or usually nonprofits. Um, and then and then we're now running training programs and training other people up in the methodology that we've created. Um, and the next the next one starts in when is it february next yeah february 2022 um yeah this is so exciting there's loads of interest <laughs> but um you know we, we, but we also very we're always very open to 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 just talking you know we i say we but it's actually um it is still mostly me that's delivering the work. I have a colleague in Scotland who co-facilitates co the training programme with me, Alistair. He's amazing. Um, but what's really exciting is the idea of co-creating a lot more with other, with other people. You know, and that's something that I really personally really, really want to do because I can feel quite alone in this work. And part of my part of me being me is actually needing to connect with other people um and and be creative and co-create you know so i'm always really open to um to, to new things and um the the area that i'm particularly interested in at the moment is is the revisioning and reimagining the future work and i'm act, i'm actively seeking people to work with on that because um, it just feels really, really important. And it's it's just so much more than, you know, than than what I have capacity <laughs> to to kind of work on. And um yeah. So um Wonderful. yeah, great to hear from people. <laughs> <laughs> so get yeah. in touch with Ruth. <laughs> yeah, I mean we, we you know, I, I've got a social media presence as well. Yes. Um, I can't remember what it is, but if if you go to the website, there's, you know, yes. there's links to everything yes. through that. Yeah. So what, what is your vision as, as a, your final words? Do you have a vision? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, gosh. Okay. I should have prepared a one-liner, shouldn't I? <laughs> I I'm actually working on that. You're very one-liner. good with words, by the way. Oh, actually, <laughs> wow. That's, that's really kind of you because um, I actually feel quite insecure a lot of the time about, about my words. So that's, that's very kind of you to say that. Um, my, my vision is that um, people... People use their eyes to to help them to to literally to look, to look again, to see their lives and their world differently and to reframe their present in order to create a better future. Wonderful. beautiful yeah thank you very much Ruth this was a very powerful talk with much insights and much personal stories and experiences and uh, yeah very valuable sharings you you had to offer Well, thank thank you so much. It's about I've really enjoyed it, and this is the first podcast I've done, and I'm, I'm quite up for doing some more now. So, you know, I'm putting Wonderful. that out there as well. Good I've to hear. It. Yeah. <laughs> thank I you very much. To to it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Plum Serpent Podcast. When you like this show, you can leave a message on our anchor site share this podcast or simply tell a friend about it. You might also become a member on my Patreon site Plumped Serpent where I offer you some valuable bonus content to deepen your connection with nature and yourself. And I appreciate when you tune in next week for our next episode. May the magic of the Plumped Serpent be with you.